This is Amazed by God, brought to you by Through God's Library. We bring you stories of faith and God's goodness shared by people like you. I pray we build and encourage your faith. If you have a story to tell, please let us know by contacting us through our website at amazedbygod.com. We would love to help you share it with the world. While you're there, check out our other ministries. And if you would like to support the work God is doing through us, you can find the details on our website or go to patreon.com forward slash Mark Now here's your host, Mark, with a story of faith. Hello and welcome, welcome to Amazed by God, brought to you by Through God's Library. This is your host, Mark Stitchin, and with me today is John Finnessy. Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you today, John? I'm good. It got a little cold out there, didn't it? It got crazy cold. Yeah, it was, it was, it was quite warm this morning and then got definitely cold today. So, John Finnessy is somebody that I've known pretty much my entire Christian life. We were talking a little bit before the podcast and... What I've been a Christian now oh, a long time, uh, since I was 14, so that's uh, 24 years, 25 years at this point, and uh, John was my youth leader back then, and uh, has been one person that has been a constant, as well as somebody that I would say has pushed me to become the person that I want to be. As of now, he's serving with the Assemblies of God as an ordained minister, he also is serving as the director of the Potomac District. Men's ministry Ma- for the uh, Baltimore region. For the Baltimore region, okay. Right. For the Baltimore uh, region. So, yeah, he is, he's doing some amazing work and has some amazing things that he has poured into my life. And I'm super excited to have him on here. So, again, thank you very much for coming on. It's my privilege. Glad to be here. Yeah. So, John, uh, I'll share this story real quick. As I, as I got saved when I was a younger teenager... John was the one that really pushed me to understand the gospel in its historical context. And I was sharing this a little with him and, and some other people recently. I point to him, you know, as, 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 as we follow people, you know, Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. John's passion for that came out in his speaking and his leading and talking to us as youth that I wanted to follow in his footsteps and take that that you know to a, to a higher and more fuller degree with with where I wanted to go because I saw this passion this drive in him and I I wanted to to definitely mirror image that so John was extremely important this podcast is probably on because of you wow well that's very humbling so yeah I'm, I'm not trying to build up your ego or anything <laughs> no, I, I don't have one you're most kind very kind so again John is John is very important to me so John here at uh, amazed by God, we tell stories of faith. We tell right. stories of hope. We tell stories of just amazing things God done. So what has God done amazing in your life? Well, I've lived a little longer than yourself. Just a little. Just, <laughs> just a little. Just a little. I'm, I'm catching up, but you seem to go farther and farther. I know. I'm, I'm constantly older than you. I'm not sure how that happens. Yeah, I don't but, know how that uh, works either. But uh, God's done many amazing things in my life. And uh, sometimes we often think of what he's done and, uh, and what... Uh, what he, he's kept us from sometimes is the most amazing things. Uh, you know, I came to Christ. I was uh, hit by a car as a young man of 17 and uh, seriously injured, uh, paralyzed the accident, unconscious, those kind of things and uh, that go along with getting hit by a car. And, uh, you know, that was 35, 36 years ago. 
and uh, th some of the amazing things he's done is to allow me to be a part of ministries and to witness uh, the spirit move in people's lives, see people changed, and uh, persons like yourself to to have the privilege to to speak into your life or into the life of another person and and see God do great work and to to just be humbled by the power of the Holy Spirit and, and the work uh, of Christ in a person's life. Those things that are, that's the most amazing thing to me. Is there anything that stands out to you? You're, you're all for God when I, when I come to you, your love and your passion, your hope and, and, and that respect for God shows through. Is there, is there anything that, that really drives home that, that point? You, have, you, have you seen God do anything that you thought, wow, I was just happy to be a part of that? Well, I guess uh, I guess one of the biggest things to see that is in, in my children's lives, to be a father and see them embrace Christ. Uh, ultimately, our goal is to be salt and light in a dark and dying world. And so we do our best to live for Christ before them. Uh, you know, the people we know, we wish to be that, that light in that dark place, the, the city on a hill, uh, these kind of things. And... Uh, if we can't be that light before our children and, and they can't capture that, then then it's really not worth doing it. We've, we've missed the boat somewhere. Definitely. You, you have four kids. I have four kids. You yes. were telling me about your two older daughters are now uh, married with kids of their own. And they're yeah. in they're in ministry, as you were telling me, right? Well, my oldest daughter is uh, with her husband. He is a professor at uh, Faith Theologically. Faith Theological School up in Maine, and uh, my second daughter is with her husband, and they're in New Hampshire. And then you have two kids still in I high school? Two two younger children, uh, seventeen and fifteen, that, respectively. Yeah. That I bet you have poured into and have really have really have shown them, you know, the 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 awe and the respect that God deserves. We're we're trying our best <laughs> we can. Yes, and then that's a team effort with my wife, of course. That's yes, that's good awesome. stuff. So. Is there is there any scripture or anybody in the Bible that you really look to that you have a passion and a hope for? I it it may seem trite, but you know Paul, who wrote the majority of the New Testament, uh, has always just stuck out to me. I've I've always appreciated Peter. I think Peter resonates with a lot of people. Many times, you know, he he does and then thinks about later. <laughs> you know, he says and wishes he didn't later. Um, but Paul had such a passion and. Uh, such a dynamic personality to to be the witness and to encourage others to to follow Christ and uh, and that, that that stands out to me most I guess in the favorite book. story or quote by him I, I greatly appreciate uh, Corinthians as he speaks to that church uh, I'm always uh, quoting or, or sharing the the uh, first Corinthians I, I believe it's 1531 with where Paul says I die daily and it, I die daily to myself. And, and that's really key, I think, in our Christian walk because it's not about me. It, it really isn't about me. It's about Christ in me. And every day we live, there's more of us that we see we need to, to and be, that needs to be less. And uh, if he died daily, then I'm encouraged that he was resurrected daily. If, if I have to die to myself, then I need to live in Christ. And as I die to myself, that may mean, you know, today I die to a, a facet of my pride. Today I die uh, to a facet of uh, self-enjoyment. Today I die to, 
you know, it, it just, you can fill in the blank. But in dying, I'm resurrected. I'm, I'm empowered. I'm given new life. And, uh, and that, that speaks a lot to me. Now, that's an interesting way to look at it. I never, never correlated, you know, the die to self was always, you know, pushing down the, the, oh, the selfish things. Yeah, absolutely. But I've never thought about it. Is if, if you die to yourself, you're, you're also resurrected again, you know. Um, that's, a, that's a very, very unique way, as well as a very probably scriptural way of, of looking at that, that I'll be honest, I have never put two and two together. Well, I, I, that's my perspective, and what I, I, I believe that is, is scripturally correct, that, you know, as we are to, you know, less of me and more of him kind of thing. And uh, I think every day we live, we see that we need more of Jesus and less of ourselves. You know, it, I, I don't know if I struggle bringing this up or, or, or not, but I went to Valley Forge. So, so John was my youth leader, you know, uh, for four years before I went away to Bible college uh, to get my degree in biblical theology. And when I got there, they, they had said to us in the very beginning, that first week or two, you should probably study one book, one area of scripture, and put a lot of effort into that. Mm. And I chose the Corinthian couple reasons. First was a little selfish. There was two books, so I had more to pick from. Second was you talked about the Corinthian church and how dysfunctional they were. Yeah. When I was probably 15 and looking at life in general and everything else, and I was so fascinated the way that you spoke about how Paul went, you know, and, and at one point, like, just clobbers them over the head. But in yeah. the next verse, he is so loving that I was always very fascinated with the Corinthian church. Yeah, well, there's a lot to be fascinated about because it's so real. You know, they're exceedingly sincere and passionate. Uh, but sometimes we need to draw back, uh, curtail those passions and and uh, and define exactly what it is we're thinking and believing and, and how we're acting. Uh, you know, Paul, I love where he tells them, you know, this is who you once were. He tells them in one verse, it says, you know, you robbers and thieves and and sexually immoral and all these things. But then he tells them this is who you once were. You know, you need to get beyond this. You need to work on these things. And, uh, you know, speaking of the giftings, you know, speaking in in chapter 12 about the gifts and how those gifts need to be used in love in chapter 13. And then once you have these gifts, you know that the service is a, is a service of order, how how those gifts are utilized for the body and for the, the, the uplifting of Christ, you know, when we when we think about, uh, you know, church being functional or dysfunctional, you know, we all have kind of an idea of what that looks like. And when we read in Corinthians, we see it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The, the, at, at, you know, one thing that one thing is great about Paul is he always opens up and says to the saints. Right. He knows who they are. He then corrects them. You know, well, and it's, it's the Pauline model. Yeah. You know, we, 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 we come in gently and uh, we, we build you up, and then we, we, we express uh, our, our dissatisfaction with what may be taking place, and, and we close with a, uh, uh, an encouragement as well. It's so the we sandwich. sandwich. Yep. The sandwich, <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> no, if you ever hear this later in life, that's what I was doing when I was trying to correct you. Um, yeah. yeah, but it's just, you, 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 he has this amazing way of talking to people, and, and Corinthians was, was one thing that I was always very, very fascinated with. You know, I, I, I don't want to, and then when I realized that they put their their church 
geologically directly next to the the uh, uh, the goddess. I'm gonna, I'm gonna butcher the name, Demet Demita, whatever. But the, basically, the goddess of sex and fertility, right? Uh, you know, where there's temple prostitutes. All oh, the time, yeah. it spills over into the church, and Paul's like, "Oh, guys, what did you do?" <laughs> you know, like this is real life stuff, and it's one of those things yeah. that, that we do the same thing. I mean, we we may not be sitting next to you know setting our houses up next to prostitutes, but sometimes we we plan ourselves where really it's it's not healthy, you know, and and things are going to spill over. I, I I personally think that we need to be in the world, we need to be, you know, out of the Christian bubble at some points because. That, but there are some times where we just set ourselves up into a, a place that's way, way where we shouldn't be. Oh, granted, granted. And so many of the persons, you know, Cor- Corinth was the New York City. You know, it was the metropolis of the Mediterranean. It yeah, was it was a, a double deal. port city. It was so they had people deal. coming and going each way. Coming and going. There was a great trade, great wealth, lots of money, lots of licentiousness, debauchery. You know, if you wanted it, you could find it kind of things in Corinth. And uh, so so this is where Paul, you know, plants this church and he's their their pastor, their head shepherd. And, uh, you know, he's he sees them as they work through their salvation, you know, has uh, as we appreciate that, you know, salvation is an experience. But from that point on, there's a process of sanctification. And uh, so many of us in the church global uh you know want to look at people and say well why are they doing that or they need to stop doing this and it's like you know god's screaming inside their head to work on the things that he wants to work on and you know they may never fix that thing that you think needs to be corrected but but god is working and god is changing you know and god's always drawing somebody he's always drawing whether somebody. you're listening or not he's there and he has that eternal perspective yep so well thank you very much for being on here Glad I to like, be here. I like to close with a song. Songs move people. Songs sure. touch people. So we ask everybody, if you'd like to share a song with our audience, so they can go to YouTube probably or Apple Music and download and listen to it. And, and why has it touched you? Wow. Uh, that's a great point. Music is powerful. You know, God gave us the gift of music, and uh, it speaks to a different part of our mind it uh it it gets the attention of our emotions uh sometimes it makes us physically want to move you know it's also it's also that art art in general has kind of been lost a little bit everything's so cookie cutter we don't have great art anymore and god uses the beauty in art so we like to you know sometimes music just moves us in a way that we 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 never understood we never know how it worked Absolutely. I think uh, it's a very popular song right now is uh, by King and Country is Joy. Uh, you know, I think through the cares of life, we, we can struggle. Uh, you know, in the morning you wake up, you're in a great mood. Things are going well. Uh, you may or may not have had your devotion. You may or may not have had your cup of coffee. And midway through the day, something goes sideways and, uh, you know, or you didn't get your your carbs in and, and your your mindset isn't quite what it should be. And, you know, sometimes the smallest thing can can offset us. And, uh, and joy, though, joy is, is not external. Happiness. We, we people, the world we're living in now wants everyone to be happy. And, uh, and, and joy is really much more uh, something we should pursue. Happiness has, is, is so often, well, it's tied to our happenings you know, are external where joy is an internal. And the song 
really is, uh, I just I just think, reinforces that. That's awesome. Joy by King and Country. King and Country. Yeah, joy, check it out. Joy is deep. Happiness is fleeting. That's very true. Very shallow. Well, thank you very much, John, for being on the podcast. It was my privilege. It was a joy to be here. <laughs> Bringing it back full circle there. How about that? Yeah. So anyway, but for Amazed by God, this is Mark Stitchin. Uh, we will see you next Monday. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a five-star rating and don't forget to subscribe. Thank you for listening.